You're listening to Grounded, a podcast by the Oregon Department of Energy. Hello, Grounded listeners. We're talking about poop today, and we have an expert on the subject. Hi, I'm Paul Sudo. I'm an engineering manager with the City of Portland Bureau of Environmental Services. The Bureau of Environmental Services is working on what they're calling poop to power, taking everyday waste and turning it into usable, renewable energy. Paul is here to tell us more. Thanks for joining me to talk about poop today, Paul. Tell me, what do you do here at the Bureau of Environmental Services? I am an engineering manager, and I manage the treatment and pumping systems division in engineering services in the Bureau. And what my group does is we manage capital improvement projects that are focused on the two treatment plants the uh, city owns and operates and about 99 pump stations. So we're here to make sure there's uh, valued investment in the city's assets. We're recording today at the Columbia Boulevard Wastewater Treatment Plant in Portland. Can you walk me through the operations here? The uh, Columbia Boulevard Wastewater Treatment Plant uh, was started operations back in 1952, so it's been providing uh, decades of treatment here for the community. It is the largest plant in the state of Oregon, and the treatment facility here is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, to provide uh, treatment services. The treatment process works in varied ways. It includes physical, chemical, and biological process areas that include um, such things as uh, pipes, equipment to basically optimize treatment and the key, the key parts basically break down into two streams, both um, liquid and solid streams. How many customers do you serve? The service area for the uh, treatment plant is about 625,000 people. So essentially we take the uh, wastewater or poop, as some people like to refer to it, and treat that at the plant. And um, that's a big part of um, producing the energy that we uh, will benefit from here, and also clean water that gets discharged into the Columbia River. How much waste are we talking? Like, what kind of waste stream are you looking at on, say, a a daily basis? On a daily basis, we get about 60 million gallons per day of wastewater during dry weather. During storm flows, we get up to 400 to 450 million gallons per day of flows to the plant. And is the Columbia Boulevard plant the only treatment plant serving Portland? Uh, no, it's it's the main one, but we have a, uh, a smaller plant in the city of Lake Oswego that we share with the city of Lake Oswego. So there is a, a smaller fraction of the city of Portland population that contributes flows to that plant. The waste that's coming in, as you mentioned, you have you know 600 plus thousand customers sending poop your way. What other solids come in for processing? It's, it, it's, uh, if it's not poop, it's usually debris. So what we have is a combined sewer system for the city of Portland. Um, we're one of the few plants in the country that has that. So what that means is if it ends up on the surface street, typically it'll end up coming here to the treatment plant. So we'll get road debris, rocks, gravel, for example, plastics that get in. So basically these, these fall in the non-beneficial contaminant categories that can cause problems at the plant. However, we do take those into account and design for those types of problems and have equipment to help screen those types of problematic materials out. So your bureau is doing something different with the waste once it comes in. You're taking that waste material, processing it, and turning it into usable energy. How does that work? On average, we get about 100 dry tons of solids coming into the plant. 
and through our biological treatment process here, anaerobic digestion, we, we basically optimize bacteria to break that down. We end up having to remove or beneficially use our biosolids. And at, for 100 coming in, we have about 40 to 45 dry tons going out. So we have a very, very good percentage of reduction there. And out of that, during that removal process, we, we produce about 1.6 million cubic feet of biogas per day. And that's kind of the key part of this, this project that we're, we're focusing on. We have had uh, beneficial use for biogas for decades at the plant. Even when the plant started back in 1952, we were using that biogas to heat the biological process, the anaerobic digesters. They need to be maintained at about 98, 99 degrees Fahrenheit. So that takes heat. So we beneficially use that heat there. We've also used it for heating buildings here at the plant. And back in about 2008, we added a cogeneration facility at the plant, and that's combined heat and power also. So it produces both electricity and heat that's beneficially used at the plant. And that, that process produces about 40% of the plant's electricity needs, and that offsets roughly a million dollars in power costs at the plant. Which in turn saves your ratepayers. Exactly. Since that pro- project in 2008, we'd stu- we had still been flaring about 23% or so of our biogas. But in addition to that, I wanted to mention we did ha- have had a really good partnership with a uh, roofing company down the road, Malarkey Roofing, that has used about 15% or so of our biogas since the mid-1980s. So that's been a tremendous partnership for us. So right now we're focused on beneficially using all of the gas in our pooped power project. And now the unique thing about this is we've now moved into an area where we, we need more partnerships to get the gas we produce, to get it clean, and get it into the um, natural gas distribution system. Can you explain to me what the biogas is and how that is turned into natural gas? Yes, uh, biogas is produced in the anaerobic digestion process, and it's essentially bacteria that break down the organic matter from the poop to produce a gas, and in that process of being broken down, the primary gas produced is methane gas. And typically biogas has about 60 to 65% methane. The rest of the biogas is primarily carbon dioxide. And then there are also trace amounts of contaminants such as hydrogen sulfide, which typically have an odor and can cause corrosion. And then another trace contaminant called siloxanes that can cause problems in combustion engines, for example. So these contaminants need to be removed Uh, I also want to mention biogas typically contains moisture, and that also needs to be removed. So when we talk about cleaning biogas, or the industry term is upgrading biogas to, say, a pipeline quality, where it's essentially an eye for an eye compared to the methane you see in a pipeline um, that goes to people's homes, for example, the moisture needs to be removed, the siloxanes need to be removed, the carbon dioxide needs to be removed in order to clean the gas. So the poop and the solids produce the methane that is turned into renewable natural gas. And once you've processed it and cleaned it up, it ultimately is indistinguishable from the other natural gas in the pipeline. And that's going to homes, businesses, cooks your food. That's correct. A project like this, I think, is really interesting for people to learn about. I mean, everybody poops and then flushes it. 
And then maybe they don't really think about what happens to it next. So I think it's great that Portland is taking this step to take a waste stream and turn it into something useful. Why is that important to the city of Portland? For one thing, we're extremely excited about this project. And mainly because it, it what's we, what we've called it provides the city of Portland um, rate payer, the customer, the triple win or triple bottom line in that the project is is a win from a revenue standpoint. So now we can take what's has been a typically a, a waste resource and actually generate revenue from it because we're producing an energy commodity. And secondly, um, since we're producing a clean, renewable, low-carbon fuel in the form of renewable natural gas, it can displace uh, diesel gas, for example, and provide clean air benefits. And not only provide clean air benefits, but also reduce greenhouse gas emissions. So it helps align with climate action policy and produce revenue and in the end have cleaner air. So that's the uh, triple win story about the project. But furthermore, I think it underscores the importance that wastewater treatment plants are really important to a community. Since this plant's been here since 1952, the journey of it started as recovering water as a resource for the Columbia River. And now we've got a lot more focus and excitement on other resources that can be recovered from wastewater treatment plants, such as Columbia Boulevard. And the immediate focus has been on biogas. And now we can move into producing a fuel from that biogas. In general, there's more opportunities for resource recovery from wastewater treatment plants. There's a, a number that I've heard in the industry that there is about 10 times the amount of, I'll say, embodied energy in wastewater as it takes to treat it. And right now we're operating at around a half to, if you can get to one, meaning you're produ- basically producing as much energy as it takes to treat it, it's great. It's a great story in our um, industry. Um, so my point there is there is an, there's an upper threshold. So this project helps kind of take the next step that future generations can also see this plant as, hey, there's more resources we can recover from wastewater, whether that's nutrients in the form of nitrogen and phosphorus, uh, heat for uh, localized heating systems, and then who knows what else is out there. Um, and then the other, the other level of importance for this is demonstrating to our peer agencies and the industry as a whole about what's, what's possible out there. We have been somewhat pioneering in this effort. We'll be the, the first treatment plant in Oregon doing this. Um, one, of the, one of the, I think, early um, treatment facilities in the in the country, we're, we're on track to finish later this year, but we expect to be one of the first 10 facilities in the country that are producing renewable natural gas out of the biogas. So from, from that standpoint, we're demonstrating for the industry. And part of that demonstration process has been a lot of time invested with partnerships with Northwest Natural, for example, uh, working on contracts with buyers of the fuel. I, I did want to highlight that this story of producing a renewable natural gas started for us sometime around 2012, where we were actually a part of a, a feasibility study with the Oregon Department of Energy to look at alternatives to um, biogas reuse at the plant besides cogeneration. And that was our, the first study we were involved in that showed producing renewable natural gas was feasible. So what we did is take that information into our actual project that we started to further evaluate that and um, we just kept moving around that path. We identified obstacles along the way, but then developed strategies to turn those obstacles into opportunities and partnerships. And here you are almost at the finish line. 
What's next for ultimately turning the biogas into usable natural gas? Great question. The first step we've taken is to begin converting some of our existing fleet vehicles that the Bureau of Environmental Services has to CNG. We have built a compressed natural gas fueling facility here at Columbia Boulevard in partnership with Northwest Natural. That was in operation at the end of 2017. But the main use of the biogas will be the fuel that we put into the pipeline and distribute across um, Oregon and uh, California for uh, fleets that currently run have natural gas buses, for example. One thing we've seen since we started this project years ago was it was a classic case of the chicken and the egg, where you needed to have a fuel, but you also needed to have a fleet. And if you didn't have a fleet, you, there was no point in having a fuel. You wouldn't choose a fleet, um, a, a fleet of vehicles if you didn't have this compressed natural gas readily available. How much renewable natural gas do you think you'll ultimately produce? We expect to produce about 340,000 decatherms of RNG per year. And to translate that to um, gasoline gallon equivalents, it's just under 3 million gasoline gallon equivalents of fuel per year. And in addition to that part of the story, the sheer volume, we uh, expect to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by about 21,000 tons per year in terms of CO2, carbon dioxide, produce revenue um, that we expect to be about $3 million per year, also provide uh, clean air benefits. So you've already reached a couple of important milestones. When do you expect to wrap up this poop to power project? Fortunately, we seem to be nearing the finish line for the project. We've been on this journey for about, it'll coming up on seven years now, which is hard to believe. So we're expecting the facility to start up by the end of the year to be producing a um, renewable natural gas and getting it in the pipeline, which will be a very exciting milestone for us um, in the efforts we put into it. So we hope to use that as an example of focusing on the plant as a resource recovery facility that can help solve the community's needs um, in terms of resources that are either scarce or um, are in need to help make the planet a more sustainable place to live. There could be renewable uh, heat that could be benefiting the community and also renewable and sustainable fertilizers that can come out of the uh, treatment process, just kind of scratching the surface there. So it's kind of elevating the plant's status, if you will, in terms of a uh, community partner in sustainability. Everybody poops. And now Portlanders will know that the stuff they flush is being put to good use. Thanks to Paul and Portland's Bureau of Environmental Services for blazing the poop to power trail. See photos and find helpful links at energyinfo.oregon.gov. Learn more about our work at oregon.gov energy. All episodes of Grounded are available on soundcloud.com slash Oregon Energy. Subscribe to Grounded on your favorite podcast app, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And please rate us. Your ratings help others find our podcast. Are you doing something cool with energy in Oregon? Drop us a line at askenergy at oregon.gov. Maybe you'll be our next podcast guest. Thanks again for listening to Grounded, a podcast by the Oregon Department of Energy.